Uh, all right, we're back with another Q&A, and we have a, uh, an in-person question, I think. And we're going to give preference to those who are here with questions over those who send them <laughs> in. So, your question. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. That's a good question. Yep. Where's the line between being flippant and irresponsible versus walking by faith so that you can have peace? Good. Yeah. That was a really good question. And uh, it was actually kind of the question I was going to ask. So I don't know if I'm allowed to answer it because it's a, I think it's a really good question of how do we know the difference? I do have thoughts, so I'll, I'll share them. Uh, I think one, and this is maybe has to do with when it comes to other people rather than intangible fears of like financial fears or something. There, here it is. Uh, when Paul says that we have not been given a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and a sound mind, um, I think love. I want to like zero in on that as being, if you are not loving because you're afraid, then clearly fear has, is in control, has come mm -hmm. too far. So we think uh, like courage or strength as the opposite of fear, but I think we could make the argument that love is the opposite of fear. And so if my, we don't want to call it fear, but we call it preparedness or uh, I'm just being practical or whatever words we want to assign to it. If it's causing us to not be loving towards our neighbors, uh, towards other people, then I think at that point we, we need to stop covering it up with other words and call it fear and say, God hasn't given me a spirit of fear. I can put this behind me and I can yeah. be loving towards all people. Um, so that, that was the first thought that came to my head. But how about you guys? Uh, I think that there's a, there is a, in, in James chapter 2, James talks about how faith should drive us to action. Faith should drive us to do something. Um, and, for example, today, faith should have driven the Israelites to step into the land of Canaan. So I think that there is a, a, a line between being faithfully confident in what God is calling us to do and being aloof or lazy. And I think, But I think also that aloof and lazy are completely different things than fear. Both of them can immobile us and stop us from doing anything productive. But I think that they come from different places. Um, so I think, that, I think that when we are encountering a situation with that, I think a lot of it is like, okay, what is God calling me to do with this confidence, with this faith? Because if it's something like financial or the safety of our kids, then we should get, okay, God wants my kid to be safe. I believe that my kid will be protected by God. Mm -hmm. As such, I should act like that. I should confidently step forward in my life that that will happen and prepare them to, you know, navigate those situations if and when they come up. Same thing with financial stuff. I'm not a financial wizard by any means, but, <laughs> uh, you know, I trust that God is going to provide for me. So, one, I should live like that. One, in a heart attitude that says whatever circumstance I'm in, 
financially, God will carry me through that, but also to be a good steward. I believe that God is going to take care of me, so I should take care of me. You know what I mean? There's a, there's a little bit of like uh, action that we're called to through faith. Yeah, I think if I think that's a very good question, and and I'm glad that it got asked because it we don't like tension or uncertainty. So when someone says, "Well, you should walk by faith," we tend to like. So what you're telling me is nothing matters and just walk forward, and that's not that's not the way we are supposed to live, and it's really not a faith walk. It's it's just a different way of trying to eliminate all doubt or tension or any kind of uncertainty in my life. So I look at that and say, because I think there's some practical things, but I think the biggest thing I would say to somebody who's like, how do I know the difference between when fear is something I'm supposed to be responsibly looking at real dangers and or is have I gone across the line? To me, fruit is a big thing. Like what is going on in your soul? How is your soul, right? So if my soul is always in turmoil, if I am always running scenarios, if every time I look out the door, I'm looking at the dangers for my kids, I can tell you I haven't found the right balance on fear and faith in that because I, that's not the way I'm supposed to live. I guess the question I would ask is, what impact is knowing God having on my view of the future, of my circumstances, of the life around me? Do I have the confidence that I'm supposed to have when the God of the universe is in me and in charge of my life or not? Because that, to me, that's the, the baseline. That's the foundation. Then I think there is place for me to say, are there things, dangers or information that's come my way because God has brought it my way and I'm supposed to react to that? What I, what I know about that is if God brings me information that I'm supposed to respond to, I can respond to it, and that gets a little tricky because telling my children to watch out for monsters, I can do that. But I'm saying, what can I really do? What choices and power and control do I really have? If all I'm doing, because I think a lot of times when we do that with our kids, that what I'm actually doing, if I would evaluate it, is I'm teaching them to be afraid too. Because there's not, I don't have any reason to say to them, be afraid of this and this and this, other than generalized fear. You know what I mean? If there's, a, if there's somebody stalking the neighborhood and there have been four murders in the last three days, there's reason. If it's just in general, then I'm just teaching them to constantly be afraid. So I'm, I'm looking at what can I actually do about this? If, if I'm watching uh, Emmett today, we're going to take him to the diner, and we're going to, as we walk out of the car across the street, I know there's real danger in the street. I'm going to grab his hand. That's not me acting out of fear over faith. But I'm also not at unrest in my soul about it. And I'm not resting in the confidence of, oh, I'm perfectly going to protect him because the car could still come get us both. I'm just doing what I believe is the right thing to do and then resting in the goodness of God who's equipped me as an adult and his grandfather to do the things I'm supposed to do. All right, Lord, then you have the rest of it. I think the line is, how's my soul? How's my outlook? And what impact is God, knowing God, having on my approach to, to fear? Yeah, I think that, that fruit is a, a great barometer. Um, because I think you can over-ignore fear. <laughs> uh, like, yeah. we, we've heard people throughout the pandemic, well, I don't need to wear a mask, or I don't need to get a vaccine. Or, and if you chose to do those things, fine. But if your reasoning is, God will protect me, that seems like it's too far on one side. Like, we do tons of things, like wear a seatbelt, hold a child's hand across the street, not because we're afraid and God can't yeah. handle it, but because there's a practical outflow of this is what we do. Yeah. Um, 
but the fruit, can I do these things, whatever the thing is, think of the fruit of the spirit. Like, can I engage my fears in a way that is loving, that is patient, that is kind, that ha- still allows me to have joy? Because I think we've all probably lived in, in moments or over large stretches of time where we've allowed fear to be a driver for us, and there was no love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness. Like, those things weren't there. We were just acting out of fear, or we weren't acting at all, to your point, Dan, that we were immobilized by mm-hmm. fear. But we can weigh how dangerous is a thing or a situation and still have love, peace, joy, all those fruit of the spirit. Yeah. And I think that using that as a barometer lets us know if we've been, if we've gone too far one way or the other. And I think too causes us to have introspection that we can't just float through life, but we have to take account for what is the fruit of my life? Yeah. How am I living? How is my soul? I think a lot of times we just get on autopilot and we don't know who's in control, yeah. uh, but to stop and to say, what is the fruit of my life? Excellent question. I hope those answers were helpful. Do you have? Yeah, well, there's times where we take things too far. Like, I'm more of a person that I'm Yeah, I think there is uh, a natural part of fear that is built into us to help us, right? Like if if the fire alarm started going off, we wouldn't be like, ah, I don't have to worry about that. Like we would leave the building because that, that makes sense. Um, and I do think like in uh, the story that we read in Numbers that the God could have made the inhabitants of Canaan live in huts without fortification. He could have made them, uh, you know, half the size of the Israelites rather than twice the size. Or, like, God could have had all of that. There is a, their fear is natural. And I don't think those emotions of, wow, those guys are pretty big and probably tough. I don't think that, Caleb probably felt that. Yeah, those cities are fortified. Yeah, those guys are big and strong. But God said we can do it, right? So that, that feeling of fear is different than the reaction of fear, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's good. Uh, did you, we didn't have any other questions sent in. Did you have I, I had a, I had a question. Um, so I think that this concept of, you know, faith versus fear and then challenge between those two, because I think they're very similar emotions just on, depending on what you're believing in. How do we foster faith on a regular basis versus I think we kind of have an idea of how we foster fear because we've been doing it all year. Yes. Um, but how do we practically foster Well, but faith? that's, you just answered the question in some sense. It's the same mechanism, right? Like, I've been having conversations in my head about fear. So I have to have different conversations in my head. I think the song that we sang today to close in control, I tell myself again, you are Lord of all. So that what we do in worship and what we do in Bible study, what we do in, in Sunday morning, what we do in youth group and young adults, we are having conversations kind of deliberately, intentionally that go against our natural flesh pattern to have conversations that are like, oh no, this is going to be, or 
I mean, regardless of the topic, we have fears about everything. I have a fear that I'm going to be alone, that I'm going to be rejected, that I'm going to fail, that my new job is going to go poorly, that I'm going to get an F on this stuff. Like, we have fears. It doesn't matter. We have fears about everything. That fear is basically a conversation in my head. And so in faith, I have the opportunity, the invitation to have a conversation in my soul, but I have to recognize the vulnerability of my own flesh to just tend towards those conversations that feed fear. So I partner with the body of Christ, we come together and we have collective conversations where we equip each other and strengthen each other and stand with each other in those harder moments. It's like, remember? God is good. Remember that? Yeah, I, yeah, that's right. And I tell my story and you tell your story and then we, I'm, I'm, the Spirit of God opens our minds up to some of the things we forgot about. And you know what I mean? It's, it is an internal conversation we choose the topic and we choose the focus and we can keep steering it back to something that's going to bring life instead of continue to crush us. Yeah, and on that, I, I go back to intentionality, right? We kind of have to curate what conversations are we yeah. having or what conversations am I listening to? The things that we watch on TV, are these messages of fear? Some are pretty obvious. You can hear it and it's like, be afraid of this thing. But some are, you know, you have to be wise and you have to be very careful. And like these we dress up the language, but it's still what I'm being told is to be afraid of something. So how often am I listening to those messages versus if I'm doing that six days a week or maybe seven days, but then spending an hour in church singing that God's in control, who's going to win that battle? Right. You know, obviously it's the messages telling me to be afraid versus that one hour of God, you're in control. But if through uh, community, I'm being reminded constantly that God is in control through personal study, through spending time in prayer. If I'm constantly being reminded God is in control, now I'm giving love and the Holy Spirit an opportunity to win the battle because I'm actually letting them show up to the fight mm -hmm. <laughs> rather mm -hmm. than just letting fear reign there. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, you know, Psalm 23 that I quoted kind of just randomly this morning. Uh, it ends with, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. So that, that context is about fear, <laughs> but it's about confidence in the face of reasons to be afraid. My enemies are here at the table with me. I will fear no evil. Like, it, you know, I'm not afraid. And that's, that is, I think, what we're supposed to be. I'm not supposed to be oblivious to fear stuff, and I'm not supposed to just turn it off, but I'm supposed to have a conversation that leads to wholeness, not hopelessness. And I think that's where we've wound up is hopelessness and weariness and just throw in the towel and I can't figure it out and it's too much and it's crushing weight. That is a flashing light to me of we've missed something. We need to double back and come and through stories in the Word of God like this. We need to come back to why is God putting all of this in front of us right now as a church? I, honestly, I believe not only is it stretching our deliberateness in will we walk by faith and confidence in our God, but it's an, it has been, and I don't know that we've done a great job with it, but it has been an opportunity for us to live like we are confident in our God, and you can be too. But most of it has been about this breathless panic that we want to share about all these horrible things that are happening in our world. And Watch out, and I'm going to share this, this quick video with you to show you why you should be so watching out. Instead of the, the calmness, the peace that we're aching for and we've been given, but we don't share it very well. It's kind of like we swing and a miss. We, we have this opportunity served up to us in all of the chaos, and we're kind of like, yeah, we're freaking out too, just like you, right? All right, awesome. Any more questions? Going once, twice. All right, next week, 
You can send in your questions online throughout the whole week, or you can join us next Sunday for our next Q&A.